Come on. Welcome to Light Blood. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Justin Stabler. Justin, are you ready to do this? Let's do it. Let's 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 go. Justin is the senior vice president of personal insurance with Johnson Financial Group. They're focused on managing risk and protecting assets. Excited to have you on. Justin, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Thanks, George, for having me on. Really appreciate you having me on your podcast. Um, I'm married to an amazing wife, uh, Annie, who uh, we have four children with that are extremely crazy and active that keep us running like crazy, but we love it. Uh, um, I'm passionate about uh, doing it. Love activities my kids do as well, um, and I also love the outdoors. I, I'm at peace out there, and uh, part of the reason why I love bow hunting so much is because it's the the peace of of being out in nature and just the things there and watch and and, and uh, I probably more enjoy watching uh, uh, watching nature than uh, actually doing uh, doing the hunting part of it, but. Um, why I do what I do, um, I'm, I'm one of the interesting people that actually are passionate about insurance. Um, a lot of people look at insurance as uh, a necessary evil. Um, I look at it as I'm protecting people's most valuable assets. I'm helping them understand what their, what their risks are, um, saving them from financial, uh, financial ruin and hardship um, is kind of why I, I'm really passionate about what I do. Well, I appreciate that very much. How did you get into it? Um, like a lot of people in the insurance world, I kind of fell into it. My dad has a, a background in um, uh, financial planning, um, so I, I was always interested in that, but he had a small hobby farm, so I was the one that did the majority of the work and started a, a business at the age of four uh, with chickens and cattle, um, but uh, I always uh, was drawn to you know a little bit of the life insurance and things that he talked about there, but after college, I started, I moved out to Denver, Colorado for a short period of time. Uh, I started working for Enterprise Rent-A-Car and then w- was in Illinois. And then now I came to Wisconsin um, and I got introduced to insurance as, you know, I looked at it when I first was buying my, for my vehicle, my renters, uh, as it's something I have to have, whatever. I, I don't really want to ever use it, even though I did get in a car accident when I was younger. Um, uh, it, but it was just, just something that was there. Um, once I got into it, I started understanding a little bit about insurance um, uh, as I fell into it is uh, a job for someone to be an entrepreneur in. Um, and uh, I just kept diving deeper and deeper into understanding what it actually is. And instead of being a, a consumer of it, I became an advocate for it. Nice. I appreciate that. So there are probably a lot of folks out there that hear personal lines insurance, that hear risk management, and they do think, well, that's pretty boring. It's pretty bland. How, how, how can you get excited about that? But to your point, it's the foundation of our financial worlds. And without that, if we don't have a strong foundation, all the, all the fun fintech apps out there and the Robin Hoods of the world and cryptocurrency, it just doesn't matter because when something happens, well, everything can fall apart. That's absolutely correct. You think about it as a lot of times what you're protecting is your largest asset. You don't necessarily understand until um, something happens. And we go through life. We hope that you never have a total loss of, of any sort or you 
something something happens where um, let's say you're out renting a boat and you accidentally hit something or somebody and cause a major major accident and then all of a sudden you under start to understand the importance of actually having insurance to protect all the things that you have worked your entire life to build. Um, and all, all insurance companies and all insurance contracts are not built the same. So understanding what you are actually purchasing. And that's what I like most about it is just educating people of, of how it, it protects you. All insurance really is, is strictly a risk transfer. You can have your deductibles um, on your, homeowner's policy or your autos as high as you want, that's your self-retain. You self-retain that risk. So you, you're not worried about filing a claim until it gets up to X dollars. Um, and also same on the liability side. Anything below, you know, a lot of people will go for a million. I think that's a little bit too little of an umbrella, but you can start at a million dollars for an umbrella and you can go up to $50 million in an umbrella. It's whatever portion of your assets or future assets you want to protect, that's where the liability comes in. And you look at it in your homeowners, understanding what type of replacement costs you have. Do you have guaranteed replacement costs or replacement costs up to a certain percentage over that? So there's so many things that when I'm talking with someone or my team's talking with somebody, we really want to educate them and make them comfortable. So at night when they go to bed, they do not have to worry about it and think about, do I have enough insurance? Do I, do I have this covered? Do I have that covered? No, I have my team of people that I've talked to. We've communicated. I understand what I have. I can put that on my mind. I don't like it. It's boring. I have someone else that handles that. And that's the importance of actually having an advocate for you. I think that's a great term for it is, is having an advocate. Because if I were just to go and buy homeowners insurance or an umbrella policy online, I probably wouldn't be thinking about all the things that I should be thinking about. Absolutely. And, you know, there are a lot of, uh, a lot of things that are, that are really simple to purchase online. And, and that's a lot of the, the challenges as an independent agent, we represent a lot of different carriers, the technology, we do not have quite as much as what they do because they're working with one specific carrier. But to that point, you become, you start working with an advocate that understands the risk and ha can have a conversation and say, you know what, George, it sounds like you have um, two cars, a house, um, and you like to vacation a lot and traveling. Um, you also have a UTV or ATV um, and, and a boat. So this is the type of coverage. Oh, that's right. You told me the other day you got a trampoline. This is how your risk has changed now that you have a trampoline and you're thinking about doing an addition to it. Now we might want to start talking about a builder's risk, but understanding that as a person in most people, they don't understand that. And when they go online, they click a bunch of buttons and say, oh, it looks like I have a good policy. Well, you could, but why not actually have a conversation with someone that can be your advocate? Um, there, there, there's pros and cons to every side of it um, and understanding it. Our job um, and my team's job is to really educate people so that they understand what they have. Why wouldn't somebody have a conversation with somebody? It's just they don't want to take the time. Are they worried about cost? Um, it's, it's both. Everyone feels that, you know, you go online and you can click a few buttons and you can get it cheaper. Well, I always, uh, I always joke with people, I can get you the cheapest policy. Give me $1. I'll give you the sheet of paper, put that in front of your car and let's see how well you're protected. It's kind of a joke, but it, it's to the terminology that, you know, a lot of times people will go out and, um, they'll buy a very inexpensive car, but they, they might get a couple different options with that car, or they might want to go get uh, the Cadillac Escalade that with every bell and whistle in it. 
they, they're purchasing something different because of the, what they want um, in that. And then understanding, well, why not have someone help you understand what you what you want for your insurance so you understand how you're covered. Um, in regards to cost, there really isn't too much difference. Um, the difference comes into play with what protection you have and what coverage you have. For example, on a homeowner's policy, you can buy your standard homeowner policy with 100% replacement cost, or you can accidentally click a, a button that says you're on actual cash value, um, which in insurance world, we say ACV. The difference is a replacement cost is gonna replace like quality, like kind, and actual cash value is gonna take away depreciation. So I have a 10 year old roof on my house. Well, they're, instead of paying what it costs to replace the roof, it's, they're gonna give you the money that it, the roof is worth at that point in time. So just those, those are just a couple things. There's things like water sewer backup and how that affects you. Um, it's becoming pretty common for a lot of people to look at flood policies. Well, that's not one of the buttons that you typically can click on any any uh, webpage to get uh, on your homeowner's policy that you can get. Um, cyber's becoming a lot more, a um, lot more questions are becoming about it. Everyone's hearing about all these hacks. We all get a uh, hundred spam uh, phone calls and emails on a daily basis. So how's that gonna affect us? What type of protection do I have? What happens when they get into my bank account? You know, a lot of things can come up and there's a million other different types of coverages do you need every coverage? No, absolutely not. You just need to have a conversation with someone so that you can understand what you are purchasing. It's it's no good to pay for the most expensive thing out there and think you have everything. It's better to have a conversation and understand and have that policy tailor fit for you so that you don't have to worry at night. Yeah, that certainly makes sense. <clears throat> what are certainly uh, buying an umbrella policy? I, I imagine that that there's probably not a large percentage of the population that that owns an umbrella policy. Do you have a sense of, of what the what, what those numbers are? And say it's ten percent. How 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 do you think about that? Should should more people consider that kind of coverage? I think everybody um, should have an umbrella. Um, I'm I, we have talked about it with with my team. We have gone out and uh, sent out mailings and and phone calls to all of our clients that do not have it. Um, it's something that's important. Hopefully you never have to use it. We've, uh, you know, I'm pretty jaded in, in the role I sit in because I've seen the worst of the worst. I've seen situations where people have gone out and rented boats and they do have a $3 million umbrella and we have paid the policy max. Um, one of their kids comes home and uses their vehicle that's no longer on their policy and um, accidentally causes a very, very major accident. And all of a sudden the policy max comes in. You never think you're going to need it until after the fact that you realize you now need it. And why not be protected? Uh, you, you know, in Wisconsin, you look at an umbrella, it's about $150 for two cars in a home. Um, obviously there's a lot of factors at play and say you have a trampoline, say you have a pool, say you have UTVs, ATVs, motorcycles, that's gonna affect um, the cost of your umbrella. But typically you're looking about $150 a year for a million dollars. It could go as low as $120. So it's not that inspect and it, not that expensive if you look at it in regards to having a million dollars worth of coverage. And it the, the cool thing about it is it's worldwide coverage. It covers you wherever you're at. On top of it, it covers you if you rent something. You have no insurable interest to add that thing you're renting to your policy. But why not have some some low liability that goes over top of that. God forbid something does happen. And we have paid out several claims 
very high dollar amounts for people that have rented things versus actually when they own them. Yeah, there's so many different scenarios that are sort of running through my mind, right? And Absolutely. for 150 bucks, that's a that is talking about risk transfer. It seems like that would almost be a no-brainer. Um, and that's just to sort of get that basic level of a million dollars and having a conversation to help educate people on, yeah, a million dollars is good, but tell me a little bit about more about your situation uh, to figure out what the correct amount is 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 for you. Do you have and a a lot, a lot of people think like, well, I'm just starting out. I don't I don't need an umbrella. Well, the thing you don't realize is they can come after your future earnings. So that's what the umbrella is there to protect you is also your future earnings. You don't plan to be making the same amount that you make today that you're going to make tomorrow. But why would you want to lose a percentage of that for the rest of your life to pay off this debt that God forbid something happens? Yeah, that's <laughs> I don't I don't know that I even realized that and come after future earnings. So that's the thing about all this, right? When we talk about risk, there's probably a very low probability that you're going to use this, but the consequences and the catastrophic costs, if you do need it, that's why you buy insurance. 100%. You think about it, you know, um, and I'm going to use Wisconsin rates in there, one of the lowest in the country. Uh, but we can look at the difference between a lot of different states. But for example, Wisconsin rates, your standard homeowner's policy for, you know, say a $500,000 replacement cost house can be anywhere from, you know, and there's 20 different factors that go into it, but anywhere from like 600 bucks to $1,000, give or take a little bit. You Through your life, through a hundred or $500,000, if something happens, you're probably never going to pay that much in insurance. You know, your house burns to the ground. So that's where the risk transfer comes in. Also understanding exactly the type of coverage because not all carriers are made the same. Um, and I know you've had people on that have talked about um, different claims and how the claims process work. That's why I recommend having actually an advocate. So we can advocate on your behalf and we have a claims manager that does that so that when that claims happens, we can help educate the, the underwriters and also the claims adjusters about what is going on so that you do not have to worry about it as much. And that's what we're here for is to be your advocate on all aspects of it, whether it's a claim or your buying experience with insurance. Yeah, that's certainly a valuable thing is actually having to use insurance. If we've ever had to do that, if you're listening, if you've ever had to actually use it, you know that can be a very frustrating process. So again, having that advocate I imagine just the peace of mind of it, but the amount of time that it saves and that translates into money is probably enormous. It is. Absolutely. So what are some of the other, certainly in, 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 in umbrella policy, cybersecurity, are, are there other things that you commonly kind of big mistakes that you commonly see people making? Well, you look at uh, our last year and a half and how the market has really changed throughout COVID-19 um, for example, on the auto side of things, when, when everybody got sent home, we saw a lot less vehicles on the road. What happened during that time is people were driving faster because there's nobody on the road. So the severity of things um, definitely increased on it. Now that we've seen a lot more people coming back on the roads, a lot of people have forgotten how to drive. The severity has stayed up, but, but the frequency has, has also skyrocketed. So we're, we're seeing a, a lot more accidents, but also the, the cost of it. But you look at, for example, on your automobiles, it used to be a few years back, it was like $300 
200 to $300 to replace a windshield. Now it's $1,000 because of all that technology. So understanding what you have. Then you look at the supply chain, how that's been affected. We all know, understand that when we go to the grocery store and we would try to buy to- toilet paper or other things, there's not as much or we only can buy so much. But that also has affected the insurance industry by affecting the auto. You hear about not being able to purchase vehicles because there's no cars on the lot. Well, that also looks at, all right, now I have to go get my car fixed. But, I'll, you know, so it's going to take longer to. So making sure you have the right type of rental car reimbursement. How many days do I have? Is it, a, is it just a strict dollar amount? Doesn't matter if it's within 30 days or can I extend it past 30 days? So understanding that. Um, understanding, um, do I have full glass, for example, on my, my vehicles um, in regards to technology? Um, you know, you start looking at Teslas, how those are, how those cars have changed our industry um, because they do take a lot longer to repair. And where do you get the parts? They're not as really available as much. So understanding those things. And then you look at the homeowner side through COVID-19 is a lot of people went back home and they started doing improvements. They're living in their house a lot more than what they were. So they started doing improvements. So you have to start looking at, all right, I finished my basement because I didn't have an office and now I'm home for a year and a half. So I want to create an office and my kids are home as well. So I need a space for them to run around inside. Um, so I redid my basement. How does that affect my insurance? Well, I didn't have a finished basement before. Now I have a finished basement. So that's going to have an impact on you know, if something were to happen, I never told my insurance company about it. And now I have a water sewer claim, backup claim. Well, I had $10,000, which was plenty because I had an unfinished basement. Now a fully finished basement that I, I spent $100,000 to upgrade. I don't have enough coverage. So having those conversations with, with your advisor really helps you make sure that you're protected as you move forward. What we saw on the claim side of things with homeowners, those increased because people were home more the stress on their houses increased. Um, So we have seen the the homeowners claims increase, but also you look at it is it's taken longer and it's more expensive to rebuild the houses again, because there's a shortage of of people to do the work um, also to get the products uh, to people. So looking at your homeowner's policy, what type of coverage do I have? Once again, do I have a replacement cost with 125% replacement? Is that going to be enough when we just saw a 30 plus percent increase of, of, of the cost of goods and materials to rebuild it? Or do I have something called a guaranteed replacement cost? And you have to be very careful when people say, yes, you have a replacement cost. A guaranteed replacement cost policy is that it does not matter how much it costs to rebuild your house, they're gonna rebuild it like quality, like kind. So understanding the, the differences there. So those are a couple uh, flood coverage is becoming a lot more, um, we're getting a lot more questions and it's becoming a lot um, lot more uh, people purchasing it because there are a hundred year floods and stuff that that have extremely impacted our, our clients because you look at it, flood is never covered under your standard homeowner policy, but we're looking at some carriers starting to now add in certain types of or certain amount of coverage for flood in those situations. So we're really seeing that the industry change a lot. It's changed a lot more in the last uh, last two, three years than it has in the previous 10 years all combined. And we're going to constantly, I think, see the, those changes as as we are doing things differently in our society, you know, working from home. How does that in, impact our insurance? You have uh, Airbnb, Uber, Lyfts, um, people renting out their own personal cars. How, 
you know, that in the past never was there. So now how does the coverage um, come into play? Um, before is when you rented out your place, it was rented out for a long period of time. Now it's a short period of time. That short-term rental changes things. The risk is completely different than someone living there for a year, two years, three years. It's a lot. <laughs> it is. I told you I'm a little bit of a geek in this stuff. I don't, yeah, sorry. I get it, man. Well, Justin, the people are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? My difference-making tip is really having having a conversation with, with your advisor. I think I've said that a few times. Is that, And that's what I'm so passionate about is talking with people, helping them understand what the risk is so they can take it and look at it and transfer it to someone else. And they can retain what they want and they're comfortable. So at night when they go to bed, they don't have to worry about insurance. Let us, the professionals, worry about it and also realize that it's so easy to get an advocate for you. Just find an advocate. Reach out to someone that you know and trust um, in the insurance space. That someone that is that is passionate about what they do and understands the difference between different types of coverages. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets a come up. Come on. Justin, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage with you? Absolutely. Um, the easiest way is just to email me at jstabler at johnsonfinancialgroup.com. And that's uh, nice and complicated and long. So it's J-S-T-A-E-B-L-E-R at johnsonfinancialgroup.com or else I'm on LinkedIn. Um, I try to post a fair amount of stuff on there in regards to the insurance industry. And that's just Justin Stabler. Um, so I appreciate it. It's been fun. Um, and thanks for having me on, George. Yeah, for sure. If you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Justin your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Shoot Justin an email at jstabler. It's J-S-T-A-E-B-L-E-R at johnsonfinancialgroup.com. Find him on LinkedIn and make sure you've got an advocate working for you. Thanks again, Justin. You got it, George. We'll talk to you later. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.